0: Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Episode 97. I have no idea if anybody out there actually knows how smooth I just transitioned everything that just happened. I went from... Talking to somebody on this phone, it was like, text, 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 send, text, 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 send. And then it was like, Twitter, 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 update, we're going live. Oh my gosh, what's the URL? Bam, get it in there. Boom, done, live. And then Steven's like, we're totally live. And then I see a transition and he fades into me ever so slightly. It's almost as if it was pretty. But at the same time, I just gave you all the secrets, so now you guys can go do it at home. You can be just as professional as I am. I've got my stuff together. I think it's going to be a great show, episode 97. It's unfortunate that we didn't have a show last week, um, last Tuesday. I have to be frank and completely honest with you guys. I spent way too many nights at the bar past 1 a.m. with Stuart Baylor, big stew if you will, and I needed a break. I needed my body, needed a rest. I hadn't unpacked a single thing. Um, and so we are going to talk a little bit. Actually, we're going to talk a lot of bit uh, with one of our guests this evening, Mr. Brad Bakken, about Big Sky and all the fantastic things that went on for him a week and a half ago. And we're going to talk about a lot of the other shenanigans that had they they tra- you know him and his girlfriend traveled up there. He he had his bike brought up there for him. He yeah he struggled the whole way by having somebody else bring up his bike. It was horrible. So I mean I think that's going to be fantastic stuff to talk about. And then, of course, what are you watching? Oh, my gosh. This is Seat Time. So Seat Time, the online show for the off-road enthusiast. We're beer-drinking guys that love to bench race, as you can see. When I say guys, I mean my invisible friend here. We used to call him bloody. Now we just call him invisible guy. Um, And then Steven, our producer, who is actually pushing all the buttons and making the beautifulness happen for you on the Internet, um, so that's what Seat Time is, is. That's us. We do this. You can find us at SeatTime.co is the website. You can go on YouTube, search for Seat Time. Uh, if you want to just go ahead and listen because you think I'm fairly unattractive, which is fine. Everybody has an opinion, and you are more than welcome to it. You can go to Stitcher and iTunes, and you can search for Seat Time, and you can just listen to us that way as we talk to all these fine off-road enthusiasts and racers throughout uh, the world. I say, I say world, and it's probably country um and we've had a canadian on but he was in america so it's probably still just a north american thing wouldn't you think uh steven probably Probably? okay we'll go with that um but yeah yeah we'll check the analytics and see what's going on with all the reels you know oh someone's like hey when's the show live you know what i just typed now it's live now we're definitely live right now um And then, of course, a lot of people say, hey, man, how can I support Seat Time? Well, a way to support Seat Time is go to seattime.bigcartel.com. We've got our fun little pint glasses there. I say little. They're huge. They're 20-ounce pint glasses, a proper pint, if you will. And then, of course, we have our koozies. Summer's almost up, but you can still keep your pint full of awesome uh, cold just a little bit longer by going there and supporting us. And then, of course... The ones that we love are the people that support Sea Time is Fly Racing and Power Sport Graphics. Uh, Fly Racing, professional badass gear for everybody out there. You know, If you're a top-tier professional athlete, you can go ahead and buy their top-tier level stuff. You're going to get all the great stuff. But if you're just a dude out there looking to have fun, wanting to look kind of cool, they as well have that for you, the price point kind of stuff. So go check them out at flyrace.com and go look good in your gear. And then Power Sport Graphics, graphics for your motorcycle stickers for your face, anything that you want to look pretty. They can customize anything. They can make it quick. They can make it fast, and they can make it cheap. You're probably going to have to pick two, though, because three of those at the same time, Stephen and I know, never works out. Call any advertising agency. They're going to tell you they suck it. So, RidePG.com. Go check them out. Can't thank them enough. Well, now that I have spent at least a good four minutes, four minutes and 32 seconds of this showtime, and Mr. Brad Bakken has been just diligently, diligently staring at my face Hopefully just my mustache. Mr. Brad Bakken, how is your evening going, kind sir?
1: Oh, it's going good. Um, just worked all day today, then went to the gym, had a quick dinner, and then helped my girlfriend Desiree's brother um, change the top end in his 150. So just doing all kinds of stuff.
0: Another day in the life of a racer.
1: Oh, yeah. You That's know? all right. That's all
0: right. No, man, absolutely. That's the thing. I think everybody thinks that, you know, it's just like it's all awesome. And sometimes you just got to get in there and get a little dirty, you know, and get some stuff done. So are you at your girlfriend's house then right now?
1: I actually am. I'm same exact place I was last, Seat Time Adventure. So, yes. Um, it, just, it just happens that I'm always here when you like to call me. I think <laughs> you like to talk to her, too, so... You know that that is
0: definitely the running joke when it comes to Mr. Joe Miller. Uh, he may uh, take the time to to jump on a little bit later uh, into the chat room and give us some uh, give us some grief if you will, but hey, if he makes it, he makes it. but uh, his yeah. h- th- we always Skype uh, under his wife's name for maybe that's just oh, the way yeah. their Skype account set up. So when I actually met his wife for the first time at Big Sky, it was like, oh Amber, hey. It's fine good to finally meet you in person since we Skype so much, and her face was just complete like I have no idea what you're talking about, so it was but then once I explained it, she actually completely <laughs> went awful. along with the game and she thought it was absolutely hilarious so yes, I understand i I think what kind of clued me in was that it was your girlfriend's is the pink walls
1: oh no, I mean, I have pink walls at my house too so. okay. Well, good. I'm you would glad. you never know. <laughs> yeah, no. That. Hey,
0: you are allowed to do whatever you want to do, kind sir, and I'm not going to judge you for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you you changed oh, yeah. the top hear, end yeah. on a 150. When was the last time you changed the yeah. top end on a two stroke? Since you've been riding a four stroke this whole year.
1: Um, not for a while, actually. Probably, probably about a year and a half. So. Um, but, I mean, I was still good. I've changed a couple or a few in my past. I've only ran two strokes before this year, so so I have it down pretty good.
0: nice, well, yeah, you did. You were kind of one of the guys that was you were one of the holdouts, I think when it came down to you were always riding the the y z two fifty when a lot of other people were kind of making that mm-hmm. switch to four strokes and stuff and they're like, "Why isn't he on one?" And then all of a sudden, bam, you're on a four stroke. I was like, "Oh no, we lost another one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but hey, oh right. no yeah i mean it, you gotta switch sometime i guess but i mean i still love riding my two stroke um the guy i sold my race bike to last year lives like 10 minutes from me so every once in a while i have to jump on that thing and rip it around a little bit
0: Ooh, is brad gonna run a two-stroke at the isde brad i don't think you're going to the isde this year
1: I'm not. I wish I was. Um, I would like to, but um, they didn't choose me.
0: <laughs> so Yeah. No, no, I know. That was one I'm of the questions we that. just got from the chat room, and I kind of was like, is Brad going to run a two-stroke at the ISD? I was like, I'm just going to ask it because I'm going to not think he's going. But hey, I like to learn new things every day, so it's okay.
1: Oh, yeah. Way yeah. too much
0: of that just Ryan. I'd like to go. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Well, actually, I think that is a really good... This reminds me of the fact that, so the Wellard club team is kind of a, we've got Nick Farringer, Jimmy Jarrett, and then Ryan Sipes, kind of a, a motocross guy mm-hmm. um, in there. Obviously, Zach Osborne's yeah. on the trophy team. Uh, there's a lot of, like, there was a lot of, people were really fired up, I guess you could say, when they found out that, you know, they, these guys that didn't. That no one even really thought would want to go because they didn't even make an attempt or want to try to talk about some of the qualifiers and stuff like that. Do you have an opinion on you know these kind of these teams? I guess club teams being taken up by um, filled spots. I don't. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, I think it's all right. Whoever, I think they should pick the best people to go over there just to. Um, So, USA does well. Um, And if they think a motocross dude's going to do well, I mean, go at it. But um, I think it's a big, pretty big feat that some of the motocross guys don't realize going over those six days. It's a pretty big deal. Um, And um, I know Zach's been doing a lot of off-road stuff, so I don't feel too bad about him doing it. I know he really enjoys it, and... He's um, one of my boys from Virginia, so right. can't be mad there. But, <laughs> but I mean, and Ryan Seitz, he's um super cool guy, and he, I think it's just cool that he wants to do it, and hopefully he learns some this year, and if he does well, he can maybe be on the trophy team next year or see where it goes from there.
0: Yeah, I kind of think that that's what it is. Um, to, to your last comment, um, I think that this is definitely a chance for Jimmy Jarrett, who's been multiple times on trophy teams, mm-hmm. club teams, and all that kinds of stuff, to give Faringer, who hasn't been before, and Ryan Sipes, who hasn't been before, a-, a chance to be like to learn from him being on that team. They're going to be really close with him, kind of as they get set up and prepped and ready to go. Um, and then maybe you know, if somebody were to get hurt before they actually show up, one of those three guys could maybe be a really good fill-in. Or you know they're kind of prepped and ready to mm-hmm. go. Or you know maybe next year if if one of those guys is kind of like one of the six. I I, I just don't see Mike Brown continuing to do it. I think he's probably he's yeah. he's forty one. He's, he's still kick ass. Don't get me wrong. He just kind of seemed lately to kind of to disappear quickly from the end of events. And so I don't you know this may be his last year. And if his last year, you know then you know we got like yeah. a Ryan Sipes coming in and kicking butt with like a Zach Osborne. Now two we got these motocross guys that could be going. You know, I don't know how long, much longer I have in motocross, but I'm—I've mm-hmm. definitely been known to be out there racing off-road before. You know, start showing my teeth there a little bit and start showing people there's some money to be yeah. spent. So, what do you think oh, of yeah, that? Does it make any make, make any sense, or am I just totally, totally blowing no, yeah, of my butt?
1: I totally. Agree. No, I agree with you for sure. I know Jimmy's been a bunch, um, and he has a lot of experience going to that race. So. I'm sure Ryan and Nick will learn a whole lot um, from just from him and just going in and doing it. Um, and I know the Moto guys have like incredible sprint speed, and that's pretty much what the ISD is, ISD is. Um, and just trying to maintain your bike the whole week—that I think that might be the hardest thing for them, um, just because they usually race um, 30 minutes, and then their mechanic works on their. Bike. Bike and then they race thirty minutes again and then leave. Right. <laughs> so it'll be a be a little different, um, but I'm sure they're up for it. I know Zach's done a couple races and I'm sure um, Ryan's a good old um, country boy. So I'm sure he works on all of his stuff. So and and honestly, where I feel some, uh, I feel like some of the riders on the actual teams um, that don't really want to go, but they're kind of getting pushed into it a little bit by different sponsors and stuff. Um, I think that kind of stinks, because I would really like to go, um, and I'm not getting the opportunity when someone that's not like 100% into it, um, but they're going instead, so... Um, I know if the Moto Guides are going, they really want to go, so I don't feel bad or anything about them going.
0: Right. Well, um, yeah, and that's the thing is I've kind of been asking around and I've heard a little bit of the same bit that there, you know, that there might be somebody out there and I I personally, I don't know who it is and you don't have to say it, that's okay. Uh, but it's just, it it is interesting that, what's that?
1: Were you going to say it? I said yeah. Okay.
0: No. (laughs) Okay. Um, I was like, maybe I sucked it into him by making him feel bad. Uh. <laughs> but uh, no, it's one day. One day we'll make it work. So, but yes, it, it does suck that sometimes that's the way it comes down. But hey, it, I think in the long run, you know, that's just that's the way sponsors fall sometimes. And, and, you know, when guys are fast and they're making a name for themselves, they got to keep doing that. So, you know, that's what it oh, is. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm excited. I kind of wish I was going, too. What's the the... What's the biggest thing you learned maybe about yourself as a writer while you, while the couple times you've done six days?
1: I've actually never done six days. Have you not? Um, no. I thought I, you, even well, did, I I thought you did a club
0: to... team one time.
1: No, I was on the junior team um, to do Finland in 2011. Um, and I, I shipped everything over there, paid for everything, got my flights, got everything set. <laughs> And um, I jacked my wrist up like a month before. um, You were another. You're another.
0: The risk risk to getting all the junior trophy team guys. What the hey is this?
1: Oh, I know. I know. So that kind of stunk. But um, Cody Schaefer actually took my spot and he did did a good job. But but I was kind of bummed out from that one and i've really wanted to do it since but i just haven't got the opportunity to and i believe this year or maybe next year is my last year for the junior team so so we'll see what happens
0: so that means you're 23 or you're about to be 23 right
1: uh yeah i'm 23 now um i my birthday's in march so
0: yeah yeah you got some time till you're 24 but yeah This would be the last year for the junior team since it's a twenty-three and under kind of deal.
1: But uh, so
0: we had a guy, Chuck Long Henry, in the chat room. He was asking, um, we did a race with Toro last year, which was the Redneck Roundup. It was here in Texas, kind of in St. Joe. And he wanted to know for races like that, for that he's trying to kind of grow up to be a little bit bigger, to be a little bit better. You know, what kind of stuff does it take Mm -hmm. to get riders like you? You know, riders of your caliber to come and want to you know spend the time and the money to drive across the country to
1: you know come to races like that that he's putting on. Um, to come to like different local races in different states and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: well, I think because oh. we went last year and it was a great event. It's uh, it's it's on the same property where they put the redneck. What is it, redneck rednecks with paychecks now? If you're Mm -hmm. into anything, redneck or drinking beer or just having a good time, go to Facebook, go to Google, whatever, redneck with paychecks, and then look at all the pictures. Um, It is is pure, unadulterated redneck drinking goodness. Um, But so that property um, where they hold these rednecks with paychecks uh, kind of – Events these mm-hmm. weekend long deals. He has a motorcycle race that he puts on there, and last year it was the uh, the Redneck Roundup, and it was a very very big yep. success. But what he wants to do is he kind of wants to. I think he wants to kind of try to grow it a little bit bigger beyond just being a local, you know, yeah. one of the local series. So in that respect, you know, how would he try to bring in mm-hmm. uh, you know riders of a larger
1: caliber, riders of yourself and and the like? Yeah. Um, I would say the biggest thing yeah um I would say the biggest thing is just have a a good purse a good like pro payout honestly because if I'm driving from Virginia it's about a at least a twenty hour drive, so it's it, yeah <laughs> not to like sound bad or anything, but it needs to be like worth my while to be able to at least pay for me to get out there um if I do well, so yeah um that's the biggest thing because I know there's races all over the country that are excellent races, but um like the ones we go to are like um the Yamaha guys and K T M guys and whoever is with big pro purses and um where we know there's gonna be a lot of competition at. So I would say that's probably the number one thing, um right there. Yeah, but,
0: no, and that makes complete sense. I don't know if you yeah. No, I I don't I don't think that that's a bad way to put it. I mean, you guys, because the thing is, is this is how you guys make money, and and you guys do, uh, from my understanding, mm-hmm. most of the even when you guys even when you were on a complete salary, you guys still have bonuses that that you guys get X amount when you're on mm-hmm. the podium. So you know if it depends on what the podium payout. I think first was five thousand at Big Sky. Mm-hmm. You got I think second was two thousand, and then was it one thousand? How is it, I think, Is that how it yep. broke down? I mean, those are, I think that's a really good purse, you know, for first, yeah, second, third. Awful. And yeah, then it kind of it, it trickled down there, I believe, through seventh. Oh, uh, yeah. So it helped out a lot of people. You know, sure, it might have just mm-hmm. been gas money for some people that had problems and didn't finish, you know, on the top five, but, you know, that's part of racing. We all know how that mm-hmm. works out. So I think, Mr. Chuck Long Henry, um, we should talk because I would like to help you make this event bigger. I'm in Texas. I was there last year. I did some filming for you. I think we could, uh, I think with the rednecks with paychecks and a couple other uh, uh, interesting ideas, we could come up with a fun way to make this a bigger event. One of my things is I I think even with Big Sky, um, they need to build more upon the full event, the, not just that you're coming to race. Because if you're just coming to race, it just feels like you like you said it would be 20 hours for you to drive from Virginia to Texas, you know, and to for mm-hmm. for you it's it's a job, but for other people who kind of I think even though some people might come just to watch the pros, a lot of other people are going to come because of the fact they want to be there with their family, want to do other things. Everybody else is going to race and goof off. I think they need to have more stuff for those people to do and have fun and enjoy the whole weekend. More of a festivity, you know, kind of a festival feel. Um, have you have you ever been any kind of dirt bike race that you just felt like was a full weekend of good times, opposed to just going to a race?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Big Sky was, it's just a big show. Like it's um, the anticipation just to go to Big Sky. It's like, man, this is going to be cool. Um, And it's just because it's a cool weekend. And especially for me, it's like way out of my element. I've never ridden and stuff like that. So, um, place like that. And then like Snowshoe, it's a big resort. um, And it, you know, it's just going to be kind of a cool, cool race. They have like bands that um, Craig Morgan played at Snowshoe one year, and um, just cool stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great way to bring in, um, and in uh, I, I did get a chance to do a lot of the uh, extra stuff that Big Sky offered, like the zip line and the rope coursing, and then some of the downhill and type stuff that they had. And I know for Mm -hmm. a fact, I came home and I told my wife, even though I did spend quite a few evenings out with uh, Big Stew, that I was like, next year, I'm going to tone it down a little bit, and I would love to be able to make an extra long weekend out of it, like leave on on a Wednesday, spend two or three days driving up there, uh, doing a couple little things along Mm -hmm. the way, bringing the fam up there and all that, maybe either... Dry, you know, maybe even taking a little bit longer time to get back. You know, and doing some more things in Colorado and things like that as we drive back to Texas. But I think that everybody should look into this race. Um, the bigger it gets, oh, the yeah. harder it's going to be to get in. You will have to qualify in the future. You know, uh, this year they had 150 open spots, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, so we're obviously going to talk a lot more about Big Sky. I just think that it's kind of transitioned in a nice way. So Chuck, uh, one, you're in Texas, get better land, um, and have a festival. And I will come.
1: Yay. That
0: doesn't mean other people will, but I'll be there. (laughs) So, all right. Well, before we start talking a little bit more about Big Sky and a little brown jug that uh, Brad Bakken did absolutely awesome at uh, the past two weekends, which is fantastic. I'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing. Um, So, Fly Racing, how are they so awesome? Well, one, they support this show. Two, you know, they support this show. Um, And so, three, you should support Fly Racing and ways that you can do that. Um, I was talking to Dale, oh, and Brad Bakken, Ride Fly Racing, so boom. Oh, yeah. There it is. (laughs) You need to be there. One of the things that I think is so awesome (laughs) is that they support all the different series so well. They're a huge, huge, huge off-road supporter. I think that says a lot when a lot of people are just focusing time and money into the motocross and supercross area because that is where the bigger populace is, and that's where TV's at. You know, There's more money there. Oh, um, well, they're realizing, too, that the off-road market is just as big. It's just that it might not be as monetized. Um, and they're just wanting to get out there and help people, make sure everybody's got good gear, and they look good when they're riding. So you can go check them out. One of the products that I was talking to Dale about um, is they just got in their whole shipment of all their hydration packs where they partnered up with Liat, which is all made by Usway, the USWE from Sweden. And uh, they've got all that stuff on their website now, so you can go to flyracing.com, go to Moto. Drink systems, boom, you can see all that stuff. I brought one up that I was that I think would be the one that, as a cross country rider and racer, I think that most people would really be uh would dig on. They have it as the H2 harness, Um, it meets up perfect with all of the Liat neck braces, uh, the fly racing braces that Liat makes, and that Fly makes all the awesome graphics for. So, you go check that out there. 85 ounces of water that's a lot of water, Um, and that's what you need out there sometimes on those three hour. Uh, and and three-hour-long tours, as Gilligan, as Gilligan came to find out, with all of his little friends. So go check it out, flyracing.com. Go to Moto, and then go to Drink Systems, and go check out the H two harness. I think that's the one that most uh, most guys out there should be running. Uh, what uh, do you run? You run way, don't you,
1: Brad? Yeah. Yep. I do. Do you run? Do you know which uh, size you 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 wear offhand? Um, it's. The biggest one they make, like the two-liter one, I believe. Yeah. Okay. It's a big guy.
0: Yeah, and they've got yep. those too, where you can get like even more water, you can get more packs and all that stuff. So they've got a lot of stuff out there. And if guys like Brad Bachin are running it, why aren't you? That's the better question, right? I mean, seriously. Okay, so <laughs> as I promised people, we were going to talk about Big Sky. I. I've pretty much already stated the fact that I had a fantastic time. Um it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that half the time I was there I might not have been sober, and if I wasn't sober, I was hungover, and if I wasn't hungover, I was getting hungover. Um but hey, that place has everything. It is so freaking awesome. We flew in. <laughs> it was only an hour long drive. I mean, granted the drive down was a little bit longer and I missed my flight, but hey, what are you going to do, Brad? What are you going to do?
1: not a lot i was yeah. driving with you when you're driving back to the airport and it, it got a little stressful for a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah but once i once i finally realized i was like you know what it's all gone downhill and i can either cry over the spilt milk or i can just drink it up and move on and i just sucked it up and yeah. moved on so but yeah it was it was that was an interesting experience So what brought you out to Big Sky this past year? Because this was your first year out there. So what kind of, how did that come about for you to make it out to that event? Hello?
1: Yeah. um, You got it? Yeah. It was a delay. Ah. I got you now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the biggest thing was, um, actually, Brian Elliott called me like a month or two before the race and just said we really really want you out there randy um and i want you to make it out out there and just have a good yamaha presence um so i was like yeah i'm for sure and i i've raced out in montana before but never at a location like this so um i was just pumped got my um flights and hotel and were set up and I was excited brought my girlfriend out there with me so couldn't have been better
0: Yeah yeah um I'm glad you brought her you know she's a very young nice young lady I really enjoyed talking to her um she she made me she made me realize that there's still awesome women in the south and I'm glad to hear that even though you guys are kind of the south but not really I mean it's like you guys are like kind of want to be the south Yeah but she could be a southern lady yeah. a southern belle I think where is she from originally? Is she from Virginia as well?
1: Yeah, she's she's always lived in Virginia. Yes! Yeah.
0: Woohoo! Beer winch. Yes! Delivery! Thank you, wife. You're the best <laughs> ever. I forgot to bring in my extra beers for the show. And so when that happens, you use technology like your phone and you say, Wife, please bring me my last beer. And she says, okay. Yes, that's the way you do it. So you got to fly out there. You got to have your hotels <laughs> and all that stuff and you were like, oh, my gosh, how do I prepare for this? So how would you prepare for it?
1: Um, the biggest thing was I actually went down to South Carolina the weekend before my um, bike to get driven out there, and, um, and thanks to Ryan Ballou and Ricky Russell, Lucas Zanum, um, for driving my bike out there. But um, I went down there the weekend before, and Jason Rains had been out there and raced there before, so he kind of gave me the low down, um, gave me a big jet kit to take out there to get my bike jet- jetted up for it. Um, and really, I didn't know what to expect totally, because um, I've never never raced there, so... Went out there, um, went on a good ride on Friday with Brian and a couple other guys, and got my bike jetted um, perfectly, and got it running as best I could, and um, that's pretty much all the preparation I had. It was pretty wild riding up in like 7,000 feet of altitude when I'm used to riding at probably 500 so yeah it was a little different yeah Yeah. getting used to it but um it came pretty fast
0: man you talk about came really fast you rode really really fast so did, did you like see a sasquatch in the woods when you were out practicing on friday and like through that you gained this magical i'm gonna kick ass in the rocks powers like what was that
1: Yeah, I just, I got scared of him, so I just figured I should go as fast as I can so he couldn't catch me.
0: That's, that's what I, that's the, see, that's why I scream and go faster (laughs) when I see snakes. I figure if I scream loud enough and if I go faster, they're going to not want to be anywhere near whatever is going by them, at the loudest, most high-pitched girl voice ever.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, and, uh. Good saying, I always do if a race is not going your way or kind of sucking a little bit, the faster you go, the faster you're done. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, you're like, I'm so tired, might as well just hold back. It's like, it's all (laughs) throttle and brakes from his point, nothing else. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Man, well, you did a fantastic job. You guys rode for three and a half hours, I believe it was. It was like, you guys, I think, came like – Charlie had come through, like, at 2.45, I believe, and had to go out for another lap. So it was right around, like, I think he Mm -hmm. came through at, like, 3.20, and you guys were just a little bit behind that. Um, Mm -hmm. So thoughts on the race, the race itself. You know, we've kind of talked about the terrain and the bike and all that stuff. Thoughts on, like, the Mm -hmm. three-hour race, the fact that they've got this black diamond loop set up for the A's and the pros only, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just break that down for us so people who didn't get a chance to make it, or maybe that aren't, you know, Caliber riders of your level, you know what did you experience while you were out there on the trail?
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty wild. Um, it's just like you would think it's straight up the mountain and straight back down the mountain with gnarly rocks and boulders and big rock garden uphills, um, and it was pretty wild. It the first section of the loop, it was probably about seven miles of going up the mountain, just fast, windy trails going all the way up the mountain. And then when you start heading back down, it was just like steep goat trails going down the mountain. It was pretty gnarly. But And if East Coast listeners are listening right now, or East Coast riders are listening, it's kind of like snowshoe, but about twice... Or three times elevation and really dry compared to snowshoe because snowshoe is always wet. The snowshoe's but. got all
0: the natural springs, right? That's kind of why it's always wet. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it could be or not rain for five months and it'd still be muddy at snowshoe. So <laughs> that's crazy. That's weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you you mentioned you know a good reference point in the fact of snowshoe now. For guys that again maybe they're West Coast riders or they're East Coast riders and they don't have a good, like so what do you know offhand what the elevation is at snowshoe and how how th- do you get any kind of cardiovascular difference there like you did in Montana?
1: Uh, it it doesn't even compare from snowshoe to Montana. The snowshoe the st- top of snowshoe is forty forty is like their big thing um, at snowshoe and the bottom like where we start at big sky is 7,000 yeah um, so you're already 3,000 over that <laughs> yeah and then we go up to 10,000 so it's pretty wild um just you can or going up to some of the mountains and hills and stuff i could feel my ears pop so it was it was weird
0: Man, um, that's crazy. I didn't even get that. I did my one lap, which uh, we're working on. I'm working on the helmet cam footage for Verb Off Road. Oh uh, yeah, gonna put that up there now. I mean, I did. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little hungover when I started the race, so you might hear me burp a couple <laughs> times. You might hear other kinds of gaseous expulsions. You know, it just it's uh, it's what it is. But I had a lot of fun. I went out there and just mm-hmm. I put my head down because that's about all I could do. I couldn't really hold it up much more than that. And uh, I had a lot, a lot of fun. I did the B, mm-hmm. the B course. So we missed the Black Diamond Loop, which, after I saw it, thank God. Like, I, it's it's a, <laughs> what I saw of that course is that for a, a rider of myself, who I am an A rider uh, on a good day. Um, I like technical stuff. Actually, what I rode at Big Sky is what I would love to ride on a daily basis. Um, extremely just. I wouldn't even say some of the stuff that we went through on the blue loop was extreme, uh, changes in elevation. It was nice. They had, it was steep sometimes, but you never got peaked into an uphill or like just peaked into a downhill. Um, it was really kind of, it was nice and gradual. They did a great job laying it out. Tons of rocks. Can't get away from the rocks. Um, but in reality, I thought in the woods, most of them seemed fairly planted unless you were in a field of rocks. Then it was just baby heads Mm -hmm. all over the place and they're just bouncing around, just goofing (laughs) off. But, uh, Fantastic job. So I'm going to have that up. I'm uh, going to send it over to the guys over at Verb Off Road when I get that done so you guys can check that out there. Um but yeah, I mean, you did fantastic, dude. You also got the Nathan Woods Hard Charger award. I mean, is how cool is that?
1: Yeah, that honestly, that was almost cooler than getting second. It was just pretty pretty big honor to get that. Um and really I looked at my lap times and I just kind of stayed consistent the whole race. My my slowest lap was I think a 32:16, and my slow or my fastest lap was a 32:16, and my fastest was a 32:56. So Man. or yeah, my slowest. But um, so I mean, it was I wasn't really getting faster as the race went on. I just think everyone was kind of um, slowing down a little bit, um, so it made me look faster. Right. Hey, so, but would you come in but, second? But you're faster. My for so. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. What did you think about uh, Mr. Mullins? I mean, I, I think I, I don't think a lot of West Coast guys thought that he was going to do. No, I don't think that they thought he was going to win one and two. I don't think they thought he was going to do as good as he did. Um, do you have any? Yeah. I mean, what did you think about his performance out there?
1: Yeah, I mean, racing with him all year, I. Like nothing surprised me with him. He's such a good rider; it's crazy. Um, but honestly, I never saw him all day. He got the whole shot and kind of checked out. And the first lap, I faded a little bit to seventh, um, and he just pinned it. So, um, but I I wasn't really surprised how well he did. He's been killing it all year. And and one thing I thought about after the race, it's kind of funny, is. The West Coast, like, extreme race or whatever, Big Sky, is kind of like an East Coast race, as in it's like three hours long. Um, and then the East Coast extreme race, the Tennessee Knockout, is kind of like the West Coast style, um, more in y and stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of
0: interesting. I haven't thought about it that way. I know that... You know Joe Miller and Jamie Kabush, uh Kabish, excuse me, the two guys, the two promoters that put on the Big Sky XC. They're kind of, I mean, they're and by by older. I don't mean they're older men. They're just they have the older style of off road mentality. You know, they like kind of the grueling, longer being out there races, mm-hmm. um, and it shows. Um, do you have an opinion on that? On like the length of races? Like say, like look at J Day, some of the enduro cross type stuff. A little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. They're faster, more technical. Um, kind of, what's your yep. opinion on all that?
1: Um, I I personally like um like the big big sky kind of style. It's it's more you have to think almost a little more because you have to pace yourself, be consistently fast the whole day instead of just sprinting. To see how fast I can go for thirty minutes or fifteen minutes or whatever, and it's. It's kind of funny, it kind of contradicts what I really do, the national Enduro series, which is all, all sprints, right, but um it's just it's just a i guess different mindset and different um it you just have to know how to race that kind of stuff because it's way different than anything else um and I guess from doing genes you see this the last like four years or so um um the East Coast guys kind of have that handled a little bit better,
0: yeah. Okay, so next year, um, 2014. I, you know, this this is to 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 just say it. This is the Loretta lens for off road. For any up and coming mm-hmm. racer, this will start to become a good proving grounds. If you want to really buff up your resume, I mean, this is a place to go gain a national AMA number one plate in off road. This is you know official. Um, do you think? What are your thoughts on that? And if, if this race were to keep growing and it were to become invite only, or, or I'm sorry, qualify only, not mm-hmm. invite only, but where they have to qualify to get in. Um, what do you think that that could do for our sport? You know, kind of in the off road side of things.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that'd be awesome. That'd be really, really cool. It's, it's a big enough event. Um, I feel our, at least it's getting that way. Um, that it could definitely be kind of like the Loretta's of off-road. I think it'd be cool to get kind of like how they have regionals and um, area qualifiers and stuff like for Loretta's. If you could somehow do that in like the um, southeast and southwest and kind of everywhere in between um, and really have to qualify into it, um, and it would make the – a national championship for one race mean a lot more, kind of like Loretta's does. Yeah. So I think it's a great idea, um, and they're definitely going in the right direction.
0: Huh? I I I completely agree. I think that there are going to be, you know, this, it is a building process. You can't go out and have, you know, a race this year and a race next year and then do the numbers and see what mm-hmm. happens. You You need to get people used to this thing because, say, like in Texas, yeah. we don't even have... We don't have any events except for the National Enduro that was here, the the National Enduros that come through Texas every now and again. Those are the only Mm -hmm. AMA-sanctioned races that happen in Texas. So I asked Joe Miller, I was like, well, how does, besides those races, say we don't have a National Enduro next year in Texas? How does any Texan, one, know about the event, and two, how do they qualify for it? And he was like, well, if somebody... Really wanted to figure out a way to have that happen. They would have to have a co-sanctioned AMA event with one of the local series mm-hmm. that would then be a qualifier event for Big Sky for Texas racers. Um, you know, or they'd have to go to Oklahoma or Louisiana, or New Mexico or Colorado and stuff like that. But since Texas is so big, you know, Texans don't travel a ton when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, I think that they would go to Big Sky if they could qualify. But I just the fact that we don't even have a way for them yet, and that's not the promoters problem uh, well that's not the, the the promoters immediate problem but little problems like that will become their problem if we can't figure out a way to get organizations involved to want to help out you know the AMA and you know these these off-road national championships and stuff like that so that's already something that I'm already talking to people about and trying to figure out a way to see if we can get Texas involved for next year because I was very I was very disappointed with the turnout from Texas which was probably me <laughs> so I mean I'm a, I think I was a great ambassador of Texas I think I held my own oh yeah anybody who wanted to try to like you know give my mustache a feel they could you know it's just like who wants a mustache ride it. yeah get in there yeah you got some your girlfriend got some hey <laughs> maybe it was at the same time I don't remember but I got two sides of this thing everybody can get in there when they want you know what I'm saying but i want to grow this i want it to be a big deal and i'm going to help in any way i can and hopefully i can talk to people in texas and make that happen what do you think that's a good start right you're like go brian go i'm like a cheerleader yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's talk really quick before we get too much into this little brown jug enduro you won what the hey
1: yeah, I did. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I um actually I just happened to be talking to Randy Hawkins on Thursday and I just told him or I was letting him know that I was coming down to pick up my bike from Big Sky. Um and he was like, Hey, you should race a little brown and um little brown jug enduro on Sunday and I was like, Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be down there Saturday so I might as well stay and do the Enduro So So just um, showed up Saturday, kind of prepped my bike a little bit um, from Big Sky for the uh, Enduro. And then... You mean like completely um, changed the my girl. settings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, change of tires. They're a little chewed up. And <laughs> yeah. just got, got her worked over a little bit. She got a little TLC. But <laughs> well, then uh, Desiree and I... My girlfriend went down to the race, um, just slept in the back of my van with my bike. We cuddled with my bike a little bit. And then. Dig it. Um, Dig it. Oh, yeah. It was good stuff. And then, then I just woke up and raced the race and um, ended up winning. So I was pretty pumped on that. And Grant Baylor and I had a pretty good battle all day. I actually ended up beating him by one second. So that was kind of close. That is awesome. (laughs) And how
0: far away were you guys on rows? Like what row were you on and what row was he on?
1: Um, I was on row 27 and I believe he was on 38 or 36, somewhere around there. That's crazy because
0: you guys have four guys per row or five? Five. You have five per row. So you had about 10 rows, so about 50 riders in between you guys. And you guys still throughout the day come one second apart.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, pretty wild. That's, that's some tight, <laughs> tight
0: racing for sure. And it, it'd be insane if we could get that kind of racing, like walk you guys next to each other. Oh yeah, yeah. That would be need. wild. Yeah, that would be <laughs> awesome. I think. Uh, I think. It'd be... Well, yeah. Tell me about the terrain. Tell me about the terrain. I, I want to know a little bit more about the Little Brown Jod and the Little Brown Jug Duro because I have not been there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um. It's. It was a really cool race. It's actually um, we started the race at Big Big Buck GNCC. Like we camped at the Big Buck race. So if you ever, if you've ever been to Big Buck, it's same kind of terrain, just uh, quite a bit tighter. Um, just good, good, nice flowing tight trails like um, brown. Um, just really good dirt. And it actually rained quite a bit Saturday, and it made it perfect for Sunday. So. It was just a good classic enduro, a little bit tighter, so I like that a lot. Um and just an awesome time. You should you should come out next year. All and right. it's really cool because it's uh, it's the sixtieth year um running and it's like the little brown jug and like Jack Pine Enduro are right around the same like longest consecutive enduro um ever or like in the united states so that was pretty cool to get my name on the list of winning that race
0: that is pretty cool i agree i mean that's like that you will be in a record book somewhere somebody's record book you will be in it you're always going to be in my heart though Brad Bakken. Yep. so oh thank if nothing you. else you're always going to be there so don't you <laughs> worry well um well cool okay we have chatted for a while, which is awesome. We have uh, confirmed that we're gonna ha- we're actually gonna talk with Cody Schaefer. You mentioned that he filled in for you with the when you had your wrist incident for 2011 at the ISDE. Yep. we're gonna talk to him in a little bit. He did, but um, I wanted to know what are you, are there any 2014 plans? Have there been any talks? Have you thought about it at all? Have no
1: idea. What's the thoughts? Um. Yeah. The. What I would like to do is just, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm just gonna ride Yamaha again. I'm not exactly sure where I'm gonna be with Yamaha, like Ampro are still on the, um, like Obermeyer Range Riding University and offroadbiking.com. Um, I'm not sure exactly where I'm gonna be, but um probably 95% sure I'm gonna be on Yamaha, so um, at least that's good. Yeah. So I've been pumped with everything um, with them. So, and then definitely going to do the National Enduros again. That's what I really love to do. Um, and then I'm sure I'm going to do the whole GNCC series or select GNCCs. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to go out to Big Sky again because it was just too awesome.
0: You got to go for that number one plate, buddy.
1: I know you gotta I get, go get for a national it. National championship,
2: dude. <laughs>
0: Buy Yeah, no, I think it's. I think it's a fantastic race. You're doing great. I really think that a lot of that momentum that you got in Big Sky, you just brought it home with you. You didn't even know you did. You just showed up and raced the race, and you were just happy with your the way you were riding and just <laughs> brought down the hammer.
1: <laughs> I know it was funny going into Big Sky, like when I talked to you um, on the couch out there. I think it was the Saturday night before the race. I was like, "Oh, I'll be happy with the fifth yeah. or yeah, yep." Top you were like, "Top five would be great, but whatever, you know." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I guess I should go into that more often. Just all right, I'm happy with doing whatever, and hopefully I'll win. <laughs> That's the way that Andrew DeLong won
0: his uh, the National Enduro he won in Texas this year. He told me he yep. was like, "Yeah, man, I had no idea what was gonna happen. I'd never ridden there before." Bike didn't really feel all that set up well, so I just went for it and bam, (laughs) got the win. But then there's Charlie Mullins, Mm -hmm. who's like, you know, it's like it's a plan, yeah, and it's happening, yeah. So yeah, everybody's got their own way, man. Just just keep it up. (laughs) We could tell you're having fun. Everybody likes seeing you at the races. Love talking to you. You're such a great dude. So I'm glad that you got that that win at the LBJ after Big Sky, because I think it's confirmation that you, you, you know how to ride, you're doing it all well, um, mm-hmm. and I hope that things keep coming together for you and you got something for 2014, um, and that I hope we get to do Big Sky again together.
1: Yeah, definitely. I plan on it. I don't think I I'm going to fly next year. you every year. time I see you. What's that? I said, I look forward to seeing you every time I see you.
0: That is <laughs> That is one of the deepest things anybody's ever said to me.
1: <laughs> and i get to see you in oklahoma at the enduro so we do i mean i'm counting down the days
0: you should be is uh, is your girlfriend gonna be there
1: no she has to work
0: that's okay that's more man time <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yep, exactly
0: then <laughs> you can have both sides of the mustache all to yourself
1: Oh, man. I don't know if I can handle all that stash.
0: It's a lot of awkward. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, we're going to uh, we're gonna try to see if we can pick up Cody Schaefer and talk to him for a little bit. Uh, but, man, really appreciate the time. A lot, a lot of good content there. Really, really appreciate it. Um, y'all go have fun. Go to sleep. Sleep tight, whatever you guys do at 9.50 your time on the East Coast. And uh, just keep being awesome, all right? All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, Brian. Yes, sir. See you in October. See you, man. Later, Brad. Okay, so as we kind of switch over from Brad Bakken to Cody Schaefer, I did want to mention one of our other fantastic sponsors of Time, uh, Powersport Graphics. So for you guys who do not know, Powersport Graphics, you can literally get anything for your motorcycle, for your trailer, all kinds of fun wraps. You can get stickers, random bits of awesome, as I like to call it, from these guys. Um, We even have a discount code which makes it even more fantastic. So 10% off. At uh, ridepg.com is the URL for their website for PowerSport graphics. Uh, the discount code is seat time. Save you 10% off of anything that you purchase. You can call them up, even if you'd like to just do that, or you can be like, I'm going to order it online. Some of the other fun bits to know about is the ready to ship option. So you can save 40% off of the marketed price um, off of some of this stuff because there are a lot of customization uh, options that you can do there but to save time not just for you but for themselves as well and to kind of see how a way to make things a little bit faster and get stuff out p- quicker they have kind of the ready to ship option so it's going to save you 40 percent when you pick the ready to ship and you can also get it shipped same day if you order before 11 a.m eastern time so it's like nah it's like 8 a.m pacific so if you're on the west coast you got to wake up a little early But it's worth it, I think, to have your stuff show up the same day if you're looking to go to a race that weekend. So can't say thank you enough to Power Sport Graphics for their support of Seat Time. Again, go check them out. The URL is ridepg.com, and the discount code is Seat Time, S-E-A-T-T-I-M-E. I, I, of course, have to say that we have a chat room as well. It's tlk.io slash Seat Time, where you guys can get in there and ask us questions and be like, hey, what's going down? I'd like to tell you know Cody Schaefer what up and see what's going down. You know it's always good to hear too that people we just had somebody say Brad's killing it. Glad to hear how things are going for him. Um, you know so go into the chat room again it's t l k slash suit time if you're watching the show and that way you can give us like we just got Cody Schaefer on. Cody Schaefer's going to talk to us tonight about some awesomeness that's going on in his life and uh, you know you could ask him sp- specific questions. I think that'd be fun. So Mr. Cody Schaefer. As we like to ask everybody on seat time, how is your evening going, kind sir?
2: Uh-huh. my evening's going great so far. I actually just got back from doing some CrossFit, so my my body is completely dead. CrossFit, Almost passed out getting in the truck. Yep. I <laughs> know. Oh, terrible thing, right? We got another
0: another CrossFitter, so we're gonna have to talk about that because there have been a lot of professional riders. Uh, been talking in the past couple of years about CrossFit, so that's one thing we're gonna have to talk about. So what else has been going on? Just CrossFit?
2: Um, lots of work, sadly. I mean, I'd love to spend some more time riding bikes, but uh, life has a way of getting in the way of that fun.
0: Life has a way of getting in the way of life, unfortunately. I've, I've, I have never been as fast as you, so I can only imagine at my pace what it would look like if I tried to be as fast <laughs> as you. It would probably. Well, actually, you. We were at the TSec. And the two day TSec was a t- two day. Uh, what was the two day t- West West Coast? The West Texas race. Oh, you and your brother were there. We were in that. Uh, you got to see me go over the handlebars and like flip my bike. It was
2: LTR Lone Star.
0: Yes, they had the two day race. You remember that? That was that was me. That's what it looks like when I try to go fast. It's horrible. <laughs>
2: Hey, you know what? You gotta have fun. Yeah, Life, if I, life's all about taking chances. And if
0: I'm not having fun, I might as well make fun for everybody else, so they can enjoy things being awesome.
2: <laughs> it was definitely entertaining,
0: if nothing else. Yeah, it's like, my God, he can have his heels touch the back of his head.
2: Huh. I, awesome. I haven't had that flexibility since <laughs> I was a child. So I know. I'm 34. Impressive.
0: I've been working on it for a while. Every night, I try to make sure what I do is I use my feet to pick up my beer, and try to drink out of my feet with my beer every night. And it's like you just limber up before races. It's pretty, it's pretty
2: fantastic training. Hey, when I get to that age, I might have to try that out.
0: It's nowhere near as rigorous as CrossFit, but it gets me where I need to be in life, you know? You know. Well, I, had to, yep. I, I did notice that you have a nice Fly racing shirt on. Did you notice that I do too? Yeah, I did see that. Mm-hmm. Did you know that we're sponsored by Fly?
2: Uh, I might have had a small idea. <laughs>
0: yeah. yep. Yeah. What, what's your...
2: Oh!
0: Oh my God. Are they, are they fixing your feed? They want to have better light on your face?
2: I guess so. They want to show the moneymaker.
0: <laughs> I would definitely show off. What I always like to say about Cody Webb is his pearly whites. And you, my friend, it looks like you've been to the dentist a few times.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I've just been lucky that I still actually have teeth. The only times I've smashed my face.
0: Uh, that's why we wear full
2: faces, right? I guess. I guess you're to something.
0: <laughs> Nobody likes a broken jaw, especially a guy who just mumbles and drools his food out of his mouth. That's never fun. <laughs> so, we were talking to Brad Bakken a little bit about the Big Sky uh, cross country race that just happened. First ever AMA off road national championships. And you were not there. There was a hare and hound. Where were you? Why weren't
2: you at Big Sky? Work sucks. but Work. You got to pay for this fun. Yep, I hear you. That, I'm at work right now. That thing that gets now. in the way. Hey, I would trade you. No, I, this is this
0: is this is work on Tuesday nights after I just got off of my real work. This is a hobby. This is fun. I like this. We talk to guys who are much faster than us and that enjoy life as much as we wish we could at speeds that we don't understand. That's kind of the way it works. Um, so, <laughs> dude, what have you been up to? A lot a lot of stuff going on. You guys do the weeby racing. I don't know if I said that right. Correct me if I'm wrong. But the weeby racing. Um no, that's right. And uh so you you and your brother, both of you guys really fast. Um I, I don't know who's fastest at this point, and that's that's another point of contention that we can talk about. You know, we always like to, to hear about brothers bickering about who's faster and who smells worse, all that kinds of fun stuff. So besides you not going to Big Sky, what other kinds of stuff been going on? What kind of racing have you been up to?
2: Uh kinda sad, but I, I've ridden a bike about eight times in the last two months. So <laughs> not a lot of racing, just just a lot of labor. Just a lot of labor. Well, okay, that's okay.
0: And I think everybody likes to know a little bit about this kind of stuff too. What is your day job? What do you do for a living that you you know makes money and allows you to do this kind of stuff?
2: Uh, remodel apartment buildings and that kind of thing. So, yeah, whenever people move out, ripping out carpet, the the f- not so fun, dirty job kind of st- stuff.
0: That's okay. Hey, dude. No, no, dude, dude. It's called making a living. I promise you. At this yep, point,
2: keeps, Paige, keeps me on a dirt bike. Yeah.
0: Keeps you on a dirt bike and keeps food in your belly and definitely keeps the electricity on. Are you, I have to ask though, are you in an RV right now? No, I'm not. I wish. So you are, you're, your apartment or your house just happens to look like you're in an RV.
2: I guess so. This is my mom's office, so.
0: It's pretty swanky. <laughs> you're, I don't know what your mom does, but it seems like it could be a really fun job. <laughs> She just masters me around like a slave driver. <laughs> that's it. That's what mom should do for sure, man. Well, uh, tell us. I think I, I'm from Texas. Live in McKinney outside of uh, Dallas. Um, I don't. I do not know too much about the Weeby racing that goes on. So it, you know, I know that you race that series. You've been racing it for a while. Um, done really well there. So can you tell me a little bit more about that series and kind of, you know, how you've wet your lips in it, if you will.
2: Um. That actually started a long time ago, when I was maybe 15 or 16. No, I was younger than that. I was still on eighties. 80s. Uh, Brett Craig had uh, races at Avalanche Ranch near Durango, and it was all at that location. And then from there, he kind of expanded it. it. I think last year was 10 years of it. Um, it's just a great series. He has tons of different uh, locations, just from the desert, fast stuff, to... Up in the mountains on ski resorts. I mean, you, you were talking about Big Sky. We have raced on, uh, I think, three different ski resorts. One at uh, Pajarito near New Mexico or in New Mexico, and the other one at Angel Fire, which has always been a favorite, which is sadly not on the schedule this year.
0: Oh, you guys have you guys have actually raced at Angel Fire? Yeah. I uh, love that place. I for used for the be- first couple of years. We used to go downhill in there all the yeah. damn time.
2: Yeah, the first couple of years we were on the backside of the mountain, and then two of the years they actually let us be on the front. And I think we cut some of the trails for the downhill stuff.
0: Yeah, we always cut trail for mountain bikers. I mean, I'm a huge mountain biker. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, half the trails in uh, Dallas are you know retaken over dirt bike trails that were illegal in the '70s. So what it is
2: that's life nowadays isn't it yeah
0: i know now city's there it's like i need your pedal power hippies here i am i'm a pedal power hippie on the weekends when i don't ride dirt bikes i'm in all right so we've been to angel fire all kinds of other fun ski resorts what else has been going on there at the
2: weebies the weebies (laughs) just lots of good racing i mean brett it's sponsored by motorsport.com and uh it's had about a $2,000 pro purse the last couple of years. So for, for our area, that's kind of where the money's at. And right. That's where my focus has shifted over the past years or two.
0: Yeah. Um, I have a question because we had uh, earlier, we had a couple of promoters in the chat room earlier asking, hey, you know, what would it take when we were talking to Brad Bakken, what would it take for like a Brad Bakken who's in Virginia to drive to Texas to come to a race that he's trying to kind of, they're kind of trying to grow. And he, yeah, he exactly, he said, he was like money, uh, you know, cause it's a pro purse. He's like, you know, this is how we get paid. You know, it, it, a lot of people don't understand that, but this is, this is our income. You know, literally it's like if we pay $500 out of our pocket to get somewhere in gas, we need to know that there's a fantastically good chance that we're at least going to make that gas money back up.
2: Um, yeah, so at it, least come home even.
0: Yeah. If you will um and so that way we're not eating dog biscuits and stuff that we can find you know that's got left over from last year's like snacks uh but it sounds that's pretty good though two thousand thousand dollar pro
1: purse
0: hey man taco yeah that's like the worst stuff for your body but the cheapest on your wallet so whatever you got to do um so two thousand how do how do the the weeby guys do you know or what's your take on them being able to pull in such a uh, you know a good two thousand dollar pro purse
2: Um, it's just the environment like this the most professionally run series i've ever done okay like everything's always right on time everything is it's family friendly He does a great kids' program, and uh like every Saturday morning before the races um the pros will all put on a kid's clinic just to build the future of the sport so it's very family oriented
0: good well, I enjoy that as well um we have uh, I was involved with Toro for a while. I was a staff member there. We have our kind of uh, Toro's our winter series here in Texas. Um, I go out to the TCCRAs, um and, and kind of help support. Uh, I, I'm more of an enduro racer than I am a cross country racer, but for sure, like it's not the main reason. But I like to when it's not winter, family and I can do more stuff. So I'll just go out and practice like at the cross country races on Saturdays, and then kind of head back, and that way we can have Sundays and stuff. But I like the fact that we have such good family atmospheres. Um, one of the other kind of point of contentions, I think is that say like with big sky, they have so much other stuff out there for families to do. Um, while you guys were going around to some of these other ski resorts for these weeby races, was there a chance for you guys to show up early and have stuff for the whole family to do? So it just didn't feel like, you know, little ones were getting tagged along because mom's driving, you know, big brother to the races or is it, it does it kind of feel like that sometimes when you're, you're, you're moving around a lot.
2: Oh, uh, definitely. At the ski resort ones, there was always, like, the trampoline, bungee trampolines for little kids. Right. Um, and Angel Fire, just the uh, the whole town was just an awesome place to be for all the mountain biking and stuff, So or golf, that sort of thing. So there's lots of activities outside of the races for people to do.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of wish that there was that ability to have more races at these larger venues like that, because... It just seems like such a better way to bring in a whole atmosphere of uh, a whole atmosphere to a group of people, opposed to just bringing in people that are going to be, you know, spending money on racing. Where then that way the whole family can go out and kind of spend money on the, you know, put money into the into the economy that that's going on out there. And it's probably great for all these ski resorts during the summer to try to. I think yeah, be, totally. I think it'd be awesome for them to try to make up a little bit more money. Um, we did have a question from the chat room. Is it Why didn't you do, or why aren't you going to try to do the ISDE this year?
2: Um, Actually doing the Baja 1000. Uh, after paying for six days, two years in a row, I just, I hate asking people for money, that sort of thing. And so Baja is, I checked that off with uh, six days. I'd done it twice, and Baja is one of those things, that, I guess, on the bucket list that you want to do while you still can
0: right well okay before i ask more about baja how old are you
2: 23
0: 23 oh my gosh yeah dude you got some time it's cool i mean i am believe me it is awesome that you've been able to do as much as you have done at at such a young age and it's fantastic but what's cool is you still have believe me being 34 i was 23 i mean i wasn't riding as much as you are i was well i was riding other stuff but it's just great to see that you've got, so, you know, your bucket list is so long, and it's just so much fun that you've just got all these great things on there. So Baja, how did you kind of get involved in that? I know you said we be some desert type stuff. Is there a lot of that in Colorado and close to where you live, or is it just kind of it was on the bucket list and you just found a way to make it happen?
2: Ah, uh, kind of on the bucket list. Uh, the past couple of years, I've been doing New Mexico desert race stuff kind of get the speed for or the feel for going fast Uh, I don't think it's anything compared to what I'll see down there but um, I don't know Like it's weird living in Colorado but I I kind of find myself more at home in the desert than up in the trees that
0: is weird okay so now that we're at in Colorado you don't have to give your exact address because you know I mean I'll come and stalk you regardless I'll figure it out but we don't want other people doing that so whereabouts though do you live in Colorado
2: Uh, just suburbs of Denver. We're like ten minutes from Thunder Valley, basically.
0: Okay, and that, uh, I have some. Is it Lakewood? I have some friends that live in Lakewood. That's kind of like, just where Columbine was.
2: Yeah, that's the next town over.
0: Okay, yeah, I have some friends that live there, and that's where we always yeah. stay when we go skiing. Um, we go to what's the uh, to Loveland? Is it Loveland? The Loveland Pass. Yeah. So yeah. we go ski at Loveland just because it's kind of the locals' hill because it's a little bit cheaper. You don't have to go crazy. And then we just go drive like an hour back to their place. And that's like super, super a cheap way to do a good ski trip because then we just drink at their house. Beer's a lot cheaper. Food's a lot cheaper. Probably better because she's a cook. So, you know, got to do what you got to do.
2: Hey, saving money is a big thing nowadays.
0: <laughs> you're 23. Wait till you're 34. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, i'm sure my dad at some point is going to be like ah oh, wait till you're 44 and then it's going to uh, yeah i mean i can only imagine that it just completely escalates and then you're like 60 and you're like i'm retired screw it i got all this money let's go spend it bah. i mean i doubt it but i would like to say that that's what's going to happen in 30 years so Baja. I, I i'm just i'm not going to lie cody you're a fun guy i can tell that so i'm really i'm really pushing you tonight to make this make this good okay you ready
2: Okay, let's let's see what happens. Okay.
0: Yep. The Baja One Thousand, checking it off the list. Do you have any idea what it's going to take for you to just keep these speeds up? I mean, you're just going to be like WFO for
2: like hours and hours. <laughs> I don't know. I was just we we're kind of thinking like we had offers to go do the two fifty, go do the five hundred, but if you're going to do it, why not just go for the big one first, right?
0: Yes. I mean, I completely agree. So you haven't done any of the score Baja events yet.
2: Nope. Going for the 1000.
0: Going for the 1000. I dig it. All right. Well, how how long how many people are on your team? And you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, cuz I'd imagine you've got sponsors, you've got people that are helping you out with all that. So give us a little bit of a background how you kind of built this up.
2: Uh, the past couple of years we've just kinda of been talking about it with some local guys, uh and it's nothing serious. We're just going down their house for fun, just get it done. I mean just it's the first year. Totally gonna, gonna beat Carcasselli and then maybe Yeah, I mean what he's not that good, right? I mean look look, wait, go ahead. There's hey. just that number one jersey behind you for some reason. Yeah.
0: Maybe this is the new oh, I mean, there it is. This is the new two thousand thirteen National Hair and Hound Champion jersey. Maybe it is. Hmm. Thanks, Kurt Caselli. I hurt you. <laughs> All right. So who's been? I mean, but it takes money to do this. I'm not gonna lie. Like I have a friend who has done the 1,000, and you know, and he was like, yeah, you know, we are, we each pitched in X amount of dollars as a team and stuff. But the really cool part was that we had great friends from the shop here that helped us with this, and then this guy who's a dentist who wanted to come and he helped out with that. I mean, you've got to kind of have guys that have really started to step up and either drop a lot of their prices for you or at the same time just not charge you at all, right?
2: Yeah, I mean I, I have a lot of great local support and uh, one of the guys that I've we're gonna be doing the Baja with, he's uh you might know Clint Chu. I don't. Uh he has he's lined up a bunch of tequila companies and beer companies to sponsor us and maybe give us some money and some products so might grease the wheels of everything down in Mexico. <laughs>
0: uh, it sounds like what the. Uh, what it, it's. Uh, ooh! I was just thinking of this because my brand is random and it thinks about a lot of stuff. Um, are you worried at all? Perfect. Uh, uh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> Who knows what's coming? Are you worried at all about the very, very large mass amounts of people on the side of the road or trail, I guess you could say, in Mexico? Because Kirk Caselli. Destry Abbott, Taylor Robert, Robbie Bell, all those guys have told us when you see a lot of people, that's when you should be worried because they've probably set a trap.
2: Yeah, that's the advice i am getting from everybody. And uh, this year, I guess we're going to be starting at night. So the, the first leg through out of town about 11 o'clock at night with everybody probably been drinking all day might be kind of interesting.
0: Mm, that doesn't sound sketchy at all. I mean, who would want a bunch of guys like me? what could go wrong? (laughs) So it's like, should I be a racer or should I be a drinker? I don't know. This is obviously a question for myself. You You might get
2: out of there safer by drinking.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you'd be the racer for sure. We did have a fun question uh, from the chat room. Um, They wanted to know if by Kawasaki leaving the off-road scene, if that has kind of affected racing and riding decisions for you. This may be a person that you know. This may not be. I don't know. It's yes in the chat room is their name. So,
2: uh, No, not really. I mean, I've been with Kawasaki since like 2008 and just part of their Team Green program. And I love the bikes. I mean, it's the, the best deal that I have coming towards me. And I have so many, I guess, spare parts. It'd be so hard to just change brands when you have... Just a garage full of things that you know fit the bikes that you have. Yeah. And it, they're reliable. And Finland, what kind of one of the funny things at six days, uh, the bike was leaking oil the whole time. I didn't change the oil once. It uh, ended up only having third gear. So I rode in third gear on day five and day six. And the bike was still running. My, I brought it home, changed the top end. And my dad's still riding that bike now. <laughs> Does he still only have third gear? No. <laughs> no, I got, I got that fixed for him. <laughs> okay. like, he probably only needs third gear.
0: <laughs> yeah, for putting around the yard like like old guys like to do. Like myself. Not, not calling him old because I'm okay with that too. Well, man, um, that sounds a lot like when I used to ride Yamahas. I, I, tried to, I tried to see how many Yamahas I could almost get to the finish line. And every time they would still get me there. So it was kind of interesting.
2: Yeah, I've just had great luck with them. So I mean, I don't see anything changing anytime soon with that department.
0: What's um being in Colorado, um and and bikes kind of going to EFI? Did that did that change a lot? Did that make a lot of a big? Did that make a big difference for you? Um, you know, kind of. I I do know that they have like higher elevation races versus lower elevation races. Was that just life changing in a sense of bike setup, or honestly it was just kind of you just knew how to jet a bike and it didn't really make much of a difference for you.
2: <laughs> it was life changing for me. I didn't know how to pull apart any of the jetting on four strokes. I'd always just left it and called it good. I don't even know if sea level <laughs> jetting was in there or what. I just ran it. So yeah. when they came out fuel injection, I didn't have to mess with it. That was a dream come true.
0: Yeah, your whole concern was is there a jet in it? And if the answer was yes, you're you're running what you brung, huh? At that point.
2: Yep. Dig it, dig it. The, the what's great about this thing, like my my bike, it starts so perfect wherever we're at. And most of the races we're doing is dead engine starts, so it's almost like cheating when you can start at the front of every race. So fuel injection is definitely a plus.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I'm uh I'm I've been riding uh Yamaha's for a long time, and then. Um, what was it? Oh nine. I got a KTM 250 XC, and then I big board it to a 300. And then last year I bought a 300 XC, and we did like a a seat time like photo shoot. It was actually a really cool photo shoot. Um, we kind of got like two like bikini clad ladies, but not too sexy because you don't want to go over sexy. Um, like kind of like retro style because seat they should time's put kinda... them
2: in a KTM dog collar. Um,
0: that's for this year. And uh, it's actually okay. not. The, it'll be me in the dog collar, so you know you could just take that for what it's worth.
2: All right, we're I do trying to avoid that.
0: I don't think we're going to get many more hits, unfortunately. It's going to be the, the the analytics will be pretty unspectacular. But uh, so those good. But uh, I've been and I've been actually really considering getting the 350, like the the four stroke. I've been on two strokes since I've been on KTM for a long time. I didn't consider getting the 350, and I don't know if it's just because of the fact that the marketing's working or I think it's an awesome bike or just watching people be awesome on it makes me think I could be awesome on it I don't know I don't know but I kind of I'm afraid to go back to a four stroke because of doing the top end work and everything is so much more difficult Um, well not difficult just time consuming it's just and wallet consuming but I don't know do you have any advice for me besides get a Kawasaki
2: because I'm not doing that that's my words right out of my mouth like <laughs> green one; they don't have to worry about it but uh, I, I guess the, the KTM 350 seems like it's a really good bike for a lot of people just being in between the 450 power and 250 power I mean lots of the old guys in the local stuff just love that bike just for trail riding I mean I, I think KTM's kind of on to something but you know what? I'm I'm a big boy, and I can handle a 450.
0: Oh, I'm not. I'll admit it. That's fine. That's completely okay. I rode a Brian Elliott. That's the Elliott. first
2: step is admitting it.
0: <laughs> it's the first step is growing up here. It should be anyway. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not. I rode a Brian Elliott's uh, 2013 YZ450 at Big Sky for a lap. That was a beast. That was a lot of fun. That's kind of where I was like, okay, this whole thought about getting a 350, like going back to a four-stroke, that could be fun. Like it could just be different. Something fun, you know, just change it up for a couple years because it's not like I'm going to change the world with my riding style or anything. So who cares what bike I'm on? You know, nobody else does.
2: Yeah, (laughs) find a bike that you like, right?
0: Bam, find it, ride it, and then put it away wet, ride it again dirty, I guess.
2: Hmm. Okay, that's 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 kind of the way I do. Most of the time, it's dirty. You don't even get to wash it.
0: Yeah, you're like, oh, there it is. It's got tires on it. Let's roll with it. It's like I didn't have to change the gents <laughs> in. Uh, I have one more. What is the one thing or talent that makes you the caliber rider that you are?
2: Ah, uh, I think patience. I, like over the past couple of years, just from growing up, I've learned a lot of just being able to relax and be confident in yourself and know what you can do. and it, you don't have to do it like right at the very beginning of a race. You have and most of my races are two hours, so if something goes wrong right at the very beginning, just know what you can do and go to the front. Don't rush it, but take, don't take chances that are unnecessary.
0: Well, that unfortunately, my whole life has been taking chances that are unnecessary. I guess my whole life has probably been making decisions that are unnecessary, more or less, more more so than chances that are unnecessary. But hey, that's gotten me where I am today. I wouldn't have this wicked stash if uh, Jason Connell hadn't had it first, and then I made the decision to completely copy him. Right? You know, there he is. Decisions in life.
2: Hey, good motivation i agree following one of your friends
0: yeah that guy's a cool guy one of them J day rippers from the from the northeast all right dude well cool we've had a nice long show tonight we've been on for about an hour and 20 minutes typically like to try to keep it to an hour but with brad bachen and you on i knew that we were going to talk a lot and talk about a lot of fun stuff so i've got the isde coming up um i, I want to talk about big sky next year 2014 all that kinds of stuff uh, what do you think? Do you have any kind of thoughts on the ISTE this year with the teams that have been picked and riders, some of the motocross guys that have made it in there?
2: Uh, it looks awesome. Like, they're so stacked compared to, I mean, what we have been in the past. I mean, we've always had a good team, but I think Auntie has been putting together some stuff like we're actually going to win and not just go for a podium. Right.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think that that's one of the reasons, too, why you see. You know, people like Caleb Russell on the junior team this year. This is his last year to be on the junior team, prepping him. He hasn't, you know, hasn't had a chance to do the ISTE before. Um, and then we've got guys like Ryan Sipes, Nick Farringer, and Jimmy Jarrett. Jimmy Jarrett's obviously been to the ISTE a bunch of times, but I think he's going to be a really good mentor to some of those guys that could possibly be, you know, uh, world, cro- world trophy team members later on. Do you think we have an opportunity to beat France at all, though? I mean, be honest.
2: I don't know. I don't think those guys even ride the same course. When you watch them ride, it's it's really impressive. But hey, if something just goes right, and anything can happen.
0: That's true. That's a good way to look at it. Because it's not. Because when things go wrong, people's bikes don't work, and that's not the way you want it. But when things go right, that's that's a good way to look at it. I dig that. That's a good answer. Well, cool. And then. Big Sky 2014, you know, as the the bigger this race gets, the harder it's going to be to get in cuz you're going to have to start qualifying at AMA events to get in there. I mean, do you I don't know if you know if you knew too much about the event and stuff going in, but do you think that this is going to be something that will help kind of grow our, you know, our our sport, our off-road side of this whole motocross industry?
2: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that that race gets so much hype and it seems like they put on such a great event, I and mean, uh, to have the guys driving from the East Coast all the way over there, I mean, it shows it's a huge deal, that it's not just the normal West Coast guys showing up. Yeah. So it has the draw more than uh, a lot of other races anywhere in the country, I'd say. Absolutely.
0: I, I, I did make it out there. I had a ton of fun. I know We've talked about it a ton on the shows, and the shows that we did there live, um, which, actually, you guys can get on the sh- on the site, seattime.co. You can go see our archived live show that we did that I barely made it through without Stephen. That was the, the biggest, cheapest, dumbest decision we could have ever made. But, hey, you live and you learn, and next time he'll always be there right in my back pocket. Be like, bam, Stephen, make shit work because I screwed it up. So, all right, now that I've ranted and raved about that and how much I suck at that kind of stuff, Cody, we really appreciate you being on the show. Um, what's next? Are you just going to keep working? You got a big race coming up you're going to be at? What are you going to what's the uh, what should we look for you
2: at? Uh actually this weekend we be race in Monte Vista, um Colorado. It's awesome place. Awesome mountain terrain, lots and lots of river crossings. Uh, well, definitely one of the favorites for the year and then uh just uh local army and Weeby stuff for the rest of the year and then you know, wrapping it all up with Baja
0: Dig it! That's so exciting, dude. You have to keep us, uh, just kind of keep us in tune with what's going on, how you're prepping for Baja, and then of course how it goes on down there. We're not going to be there because that's Mexico. It sounds dangerous, um, and it also costs money, as as you well know. It definitely costs money, even to be uh, one of the one of the spectators. And if you were to say one of the drinkers, you would still have to spend money to be out there and do that <laughs> kind of stuff. So maybe one day I'll be uh, I'll be one of the support crew, doing the twelve ounce curls for everybody is out there. Riding, being awesome. I'll be as well. Uh, we could do some live interviews with all the shenanigan makers out there. He's like, you put that tread down. I don't want you hurting anybody. But hold it up for the camera. I don't know. It'll be interesting. So keep us, keep us, keep us up to date, all right, man?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, There'll probably be some things coming up very right off-road about the whole process. So uh, I mean, you guys might be able to go on a little adventure with us.
0: I would love to go on an adventure with you, even if it is only online. And there are no webcams involved. I'd still be in. He didn't get it. Awesome. He didn't Join get it us. On it. Awesome. Verb Off Road. Go check it out. Actually, all the stuff that I posted um, from Big Sky are out there as well. You guys can go find that. It's all the fun stuff there. We really appreciate them for their support as well. They're not an official partner or sponsor of Seat Time, if you will, but we do help each other out a lot. They help uh, us promote the show, and then we kind of go out there and do some fun stuff for them as well. And, uh Help get some news from local Texas races. Maybe when, maybe when I'm in Big Sky, doing Big Sky cross country, we do that as well. So it's fun. All right, Cody, do you have a website or anything where people can follow you on the on the Instagram or the Twitter? They could tweet you on Twitter.
2: Ah, uh, no, I'm actually kind of a. I just I I finally got an iPhone about like two months ago, so I joined the modern world a little bit, but. No Instagram, no Twitter, none, none of that stuff. Just pretty much everything goes up on verb road
0: That's okay. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. Well, cool. Well, I'm going to let you go ahead and get back to life, but uh, I think you should at least get a Twitter account because if nothing else, it's a really good place to be when you're just kind of like wanting to word vomit. Because they limit you. You know, you can only word vomit for so long, and I think that that's a great place to do it. You can always tag time Underscore Co. That's our little hash. That's our little uh, little bit there. You can always tag us in that, and we will just respond gratefully to all of your little Twitter rantings, tweetings, all of your little Twitter tweetings. I think Cody's ready to be done with this, Steven.
2: <laughs> no, this has been great. Thank He's like, I much. can't
0: handle this anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. You're freaking me out, man. Well, that's okay. I'm hungry. <laughs> You can tell us that. All right, Cody's ready to eat. We don't want to make the, the what is it, the talent. We don't want to piss off the talent. So the talent has to go eat. Cody Schaefer, thank you very much for being on C-Time. We're going to wrap all this stuff up. You have fun. Go eat your food. And remember to always enjoy a pint full of awesome, okay?
2: Awesome. Thank you very much. Bye, Mr. Cody Schaefer.
0: No, no, we're not done broadcasting, Bye, no. Steven. Bye, buddy. All right. So as we close up the show and we hang up on Mr. Cody Schaefer, I do have to say a couple more things about this show. This has been episode 97. Appreciate everybody who's here that's paid attention to the show. Of course, what is this? SeatTime.co is the website where you can find all of our archive shows, all the fun shenanigans, a lot of photo reports that we do, the photo shoots we were talking about earlier on the KTM 300 all that kinds of great stuff. Of course, as well, we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash SeatTime is where you can find us there if you happen to be a Facebooker. The good thing about that is we don't just post stuff about the show. There's a lot of bits of awesome, if you will. All sides of the moto industry, you can totally go there and find that kinds of stuff. And then as we were talking about Twitter, Twitter.com slash SeatTime underscore CEO. Or if you just want to follow us or find us, it's at SeatTime underscore CEO. On Instagram, it is just at SeatTime. Again, Thanks to Fly Racing for their support of Seat Time and to Powersport Graphics. Uh, remember, discount code is Seat Time, S-E-A-T-T-I-M-E, on RidePG.com. Uh, man, Steven's awesome. This has been great. I'm so glad we're back. Kirk Casilli, I can't thank you enough for this jersey. I just, woo! It's going to be my blanket tonight. It's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, episode 97. Remember to always enjoy a pint full of awesome, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Peoples, peace.